Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm recording this on Tuesday, April 26th. Game 5 is tonight in Miami. Hawks are down 3-1. And Sunday was a game to forget for Hawks fans. The Hawks were swarmed on defense by the Miami Heat. They shot poorly from the floor, 40%. I mean, Miami didn't do that much better, but 40%. The Hawks actually outshot Miami from three, but they were abysmal from the free throw line, 55% from the free throw line. Got out rebound, wasn't a lot of ball movement, had 15 turnovers, and Miami scored 25 points off of those turnovers, got worked in the paint, so they... Pretty much just got dominated. Dominated. So this episode is going to be brief. Not a lot to talk about for game four. It was very, very disappointing. I'm just going to point out a few things from that game and then look forward to tonight. And if you guys have been following me on Twitter, I know yesterday was my off day. I wasn't able to record um, because I had other things, homework and whatnot. I've been real busy with school. But I was able to at least interact with people on Twitter talking about the offseason and what the Hawks truly need. And I'm not going to get into that this episode. That's going to be the episode after, you know, the Hawks finally exit the playoffs and enter the offseason. So that's going to be something we talk about. And we're going to get guests on the show to get their takes on the season and what the state of the Hawks and what do they need going forward? Because there's a lot of people saying they need a lot of things, but there's been some things that have been very consistent. So I can't wait to talk about that. But I would love to continue to talk about the Hawks being in the playoffs. So if there's anything that the Hawks can do tonight to get over that hump, we're going to talk about it here on this program. So Hawks lose 110-86 on Sunday to Miami. They just got blitzed. They got blitzed. I mean, at one point, the lead was 27 points. You know, defensively, the Hawks, I mean, they, it's because of the bad offense and the turnovers that led to easy baskets for Miami. But 
Miami didn't play that great offensively. The turnovers really killed Atlanta. They it killed Atlanta. It's been killing Atlanta all series, especially for a team that uncharacteristically I mean, has a lot of turnovers in each game and you have glaring, glaring weaknesses that obviously we're going to continue to talk about into the offseason that there needs to be a second guy. There has to be a second guy next to Trey. He is, you know, being blitzed, being swarmed. They're being real physical with him and the rest of the team. They need help this offseason. That's something that they're going to have to work on. And, and offensively, as a as great as his team is offensively, as far as statistically, there are some glaring holes when the pick and roll doesn't work or there's no pick and roll available and you don't have a, a second dog alpha to score alongside Trey Young. And, you know, we know Nate McMillan with his faults. It's not a great offensive coach and there's no creativity in the offensive end outside of the main action to open up things for other players or get players the ball in open spots. Those are precursors into the offseason of something that Travis Schlenk has to look into and look out for as far as working on reshaping this roster and making some decisions about the coaching staff. I think Naaman Millen stays, but getting a creative young offensive assistant that comes from a system that is great at running offensive sets for players, great ball movement, off-ball movement, that is the thing that the Hawks need to focus on this offseason, and it's been glaring in this playoff series. And I'm going to just be frank. You have Kevin Knox scoring more points than John Collins, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Danilo Gallinari, Bogey. That's a problem. That is 100% a problem. DeAndre Hunter had a really good game, which a lot of people have been critical of him, saying, well, all he's been doing is scoring. No, he's not doing anything else. I mean, he's giving effort on the defensive end. He is. And I think that Hunter should stay and give him an opportunity to continue to grow as he needs to work on, you know, putting the ball on the floor, uh, foot speed to continue to be a good defender, uh, working on catch-and-shoot opportunities. But if he can put the ball on the floor and get to the hoop, like when I like to see from him when he's aggressive, that's when DeAndre Hunter's at his best. And he was really good on Sunday night. 24 points, 9 of 13 from the floor, 4 of 6 from 3. Definitely had the best shooting percentage out of anybody on the Hawks team. You know, Collins had 5 fouls, but 11 points, 50% from the floor, 50% from 3. Capella in his first game back, 2.7 rebounds in 21 minutes. I mean, it was good to see him out there, but it's clear he was still not 100%. Trey... Struggled nine points, three of 11 from the floor. All three of his three um, field goal makes were three-pointers, and he was three of 10 from the three-point line. Five assists, one rebound, and he had five turnovers by himself. It doesn't help that Herter had four turnovers himself, and he ended up with only four points and four assists, so the four for four like Wendy's for Kevin Herter, not a great game. One of seven from the floor, one of five from three. Gallo, nine points, four of nine from the floor, 0 of four from three, had seven rebounds. Okongwu, not a great game, unlike he had in game three, which he had a really good game in game three. 
Four points, five rebounds, four fouls from Okongwu. As I mentioned, 12 points for Kevin Knox off the bench. Four for six from the floor, and all four of his makes were three-pointers. Bogey had four points. He was one for six from the floor, all three from three. DeLon Wright had seven points, seven rebounds, two assists. Did not shoot well from the floor, but he still is making, you know, the DeLon Wright impact. So just a really bad game from the Hawks. You know, Jimmy Butler on the other side, as I mentioned, 36 points, 10 rebounds. They did not have Kyle Lowry, which they won't have Kyle Lowry again tonight because of the hamstring. P.J. Tucker had 14 points, 5 of 7 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3, 8 rebounds, 3 assists from him. He was pretty much one of the X factors, in my opinion, in that game. Bam Adebayo, 14 points, 8 rebounds for him. Gabe Vincent with 11 points, 3 three-pointers from him. Max Struss, 12 points, 4 three-pointers from him. Added 5 rebounds and 3 assists. And then everybody on the bench pretty much chipped in. Hero had a bad game, which was something that we should have taken advantage of. And Oladipo actually got 23 minutes because of Kyle Lowry's injury. And he had 6 points off the bench. Did not shoot well, but... Had eight rebounds and four assists, so he made an impact there. It was just the Hawks had no fight. They weren't giving playoff effort. The turnovers, the execution, it all came circling back on Sunday night. And in order for them to extend this series tonight in Miami, they're going to have to work out something offensively. They're going to have to do something to help Trey Young with this decision-making to limit the turnovers. They're going to have to move the ball, have off-ball movement, take care of the ball. And then defensively, they got to protect the paint. If Capella's playing, you got to protect the paint. You have to. Which should mean that, you know, John Collins, you're not going to be guarding the five anymore. You're going to be guarding the four. Hey. You're going to have to defend where you're going to need to defend, and we're going to need you to chip in offensively. I would love to see DeAndre Hunter continue his you know, rhythm, but if Trey and Bogey are not on and no one else steps up and helps them, and it's not even just no one else, we need a couple somebodies if Bogey and Trey are not on. We're not going to win the game. That's, a, that's the formula at this point. You need Bogey and Trey to hit their averages, and then you need two or three other players that are in double digits. And on Sunday night, the Hawks had two, three players in double digits. They were DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Kevin Knox. That's not okay. That is absolutely not okay. And I see why Hawks fans are frustrated. I see why they're piling on McMillan. They're piling on, you know, Trey Young. They're, they're piling on, you know... The people who had an impact on this game and the impact was um, there was no impact. There was no impact at all in game four. They, it was just very disappointing to be at home. And yes, it's 2-1. You have the luxury of losing a game and playing game five and winning and extending the series and coming back to Atlanta. But the Hawks have been in do or die mode literally for the last month. And to just not have the sense of urgency in play with the heart, the effort, the fight that you need to, like, like, hey, the, that game was the same night as the Pelicans game, okay? And 
I wish you guys you know I'm a Louisiana sports fan, grew up in Louisiana, and I love the Pelicans. That's that's my childhood team. How they competed in game four. Now they also dropped game three, which is a different scenario than the Hawks, but how they competed in game four versus how the Hawks competed in game four, it was like night and day. It was a complete 180. It was different spectrums. And that's what was so disappointing about it, to see one team with less wins than the Atlanta Hawks in the regular season do this to the team with the best record in the NBA at home, in front of their fans, feeding off that energy and bringing the energy themselves. To see the Hawks not do that was very disappointing. You got to blame, you know, Nathan Miller and the coaching staff. You have to blame the players. I mean, it's they have to take it upon themselves that if they want the Hawks to extend it to a game six, to come back to State Farm Arena and make good on the effort that they gave on Sunday, one, you know, they're going to need Bogey to play. Right now, Bogey's questionable with right knee soreness. Capella's questionable, obviously, with his right knee hyper extension that he came back from on Sunday night. And then Lou Will will be out. Bogey, if you're going to play, you got to be Bogey. You got to. You got to be Bogey. You know, Capella, we're going to need, you know, the pick and roll opportunities, the rim protection. You know, we're going to need whatever we can get out of you. But John Collins is going to be crucial. John Collins is going to be crucial. Bogey's going to be crucial. Trey Young has to have a good game. And Herter, you can't be one for seven from the floor. You cannot. Those are your guys that you're expecting points from. If all those guys can get the average, they should win the game against Miami. They should. But they're going to have to work out some things offensively, make some adjustments to help out Trey Young with the traps, the double teams, you know, the stiff, stiff pressure that they're giving him. They're going to have to do something. And, I mean, even if it's, you know, trying to work some things off ball and have someone else bring the ball up and then they set a bunch of off-ball screens to get Trey Young some catch-and-shoot opportunities or get Trey Young free off of a double screen to make him go downhill and maybe he can find someone and give him an alley-oop jam or hit his floater. Anything, anything at this point is do or die. Your season is over after tonight if you don't bring it. So I want to see the Hawks pull out all the stops, pull out, try some different lineups, try some different rotations, some different things, something that could be a precursor for next year if you're not going to win tonight. That's all I want to see. If they play hard, they play with effort, and they play a, as great of a game as possible, and they lose, I can accept that. Because Miami Heat was the better team anyway in this series. I can accept that. But if you come out flat like you did in game four, as much as I say that I don't see Nate McMillan being let go after this year, I don't know. They may have a change of heart. I mean, it would be very, very shameful if they do that for a guy that led them to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and is one of the winningest coaches in the regular season in NBA history. So if they really let Nate McMillan go because of the outcry from the fans and I know a lot of you are listeners of this program it would be a damn shame I'm sorry
I'm just going to be real. It It's a bad look. It's a bad look, and it does not make Atlanta attractive for other coaches to come down here. Just think about it. If you let a guy go after you give them success last year, you officially bring him on as the coach this summer, remove the interim tag, and after one year where they still make the playoffs but they underperformed, and they had a bunch of factors that played into that. Now, Naaman Millen has blame in this as well, 100%. He has blame in this. The lack of offensive creativity, you know, how he leaves certain lineups out there too long, his game management skills as far as letting long runs go and not calling timeout, which he did again in Game 4. He got bailed out in Game 3 because the Hawks won, but it happened again in Game 4, and he just sat on his hands and not call timeout. Like, that is just, that is a fireable offense for some some places. But I will say, after one year, if you let go of Naaman Mellon, even with his flaws, what makes you think we're going to get another great coach here that's going to be willing to say, hey, I'm willing to put down roots in Atlanta if they're getting rid of coaches like Naaman Mellon after one year? That don't make no damn sense. I'm sorry. Like, I just have to be frank. You guys know I like to be positive, but that's why the, the talk about firing Nate McMillan is just preposterous, in my opinion. Because it, it's a bad look for the franchise, and it hurts them going forward. Now, we have to give him one more year. We have to. We just made him the head coach. We have to. Now, we retooling the assistants on the, on the uh, staff, that is completely different. That is something that needs to be done. And that's why I keep mentioning the creative offensive assistant off the bench that if Nate McMillan falls, falters next year in some way, or there's any turmoil between him and the players, that guy, that creative offensive assistant, may be the next head coach on this team. So that's why I say we do not need to fire Nate McMillan. We need to retool the coaching staff to get the most out of whatever roster we're we're going to have constructed going into next year because there's going to be changes to the roster. You can believe that. You can believe that. And we're going to talk about that episodes to come once this offseason hits. But as of right now, we can't get another offensive assistant coach. We can't fire Naaman Millen in the playoffs. We can't make a trade right now. So it's about the guys on this roster playing with a sense of pride, a sense of urgency, a sense of fight, going into Miami tonight, looking that crowd in their eyes, looking to Miami Heat in the eyes, to Jimmy Butler's, to Bam Adebayo, and say, you know what? We're not going to have it. We are going to do whatever we can to extend this series and bring it back to the A. That is the mentality that I want to see. I want to see the Hawks attack. Miami has been the aggressor of the entire series except for game three. We have not been the aggressors. We have not shown any, any fight. Except for that game three stretch where we had to come back down 16 to win the game. It's time. It's time for them to hit the switch. If you want to extend your season, this is what it has to come down to. And that's want to. That's want to. That is between the ears and what's beating in your chest. That is what's going to get it done tonight. And if we can see that from the Atlanta Hawks, which you've seen them do it. We have seen them do it. We have to see them do it to get out of the play and into the playoffs. We have to see them do it in game three. And for them to just have a complete collapse in game four was just so disappointing. But you, but here's the positive, because you guys know I like to be positive. There's a game five. 
It's tonight. It's on NBA TV. You have a chance to go into Miami and steal the heart of the Miami Heat and push the series to six. You have an opportunity. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Because you didn't do a damn thing with it in game four. You didn't do anything with it. So now we need team defense. We need team rebounding. We need ball movement. We need physical player movement to work on spacing and get opportunities for other players. We need the 24 to 25 team assist. We need under 12 turnovers. We need good three-point shooting percentage. And we've been shooting better from three the last couple of games for Miami. And it helped us in game three. It didn't make a difference in game four. We need to continue to shoot well from three. And we need to just play with the energy, the effort, the heart that it takes to win a playoff game. We know this team's capable of doing it. Ten guys that were on the roster in the run last year are on the roster this year. And you want to blame Nate McMillan. Yes, Nate McMillan has blame. You are not creative offensively. Right now, you are known as a great motivator. The players do not seem motivated to win this series. That is on you, Nate McMillan. You have to, you have to fight. You have to show something. Everybody has to show something. Troy Young, you're the leader of the team. you got to show something. John Collins, I know you're in pain, but if you're on the court, you got to bring it. Bogey, you always play with that competitive drive. Bring it. Herder, play with some dog. Play with some dog. Gallo, you're on the floor. And this could be potentially your last game in a Hawks uniform. Show the league what you can do. Show what you still got. Because we know you still got it. We do. It's not worth the money that you're getting. But we know you still got it. Capella, if you're on the floor, do what you can. Do what you can. That's all. Leave it all on the table. That's all I ask for this game. Leave it all on the table. And if you leave it all on the table and fall short, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be disappointed. Some other Hawks fans will, and the chatter is going to grow loud. Well, we need to fire Nate McMillan and blah, blah, blah. They can, you know, they can bump bump that, honestly. Bump that. Let them talk because they have no saying in what goes on into this franchise. But you know what? The people on that staff and the people on the court, you guys do. This is your livelihood. You have a, a chance to play for this year, play for next year, you know, play for your future. Figure out exactly what the direction of this franchise is going to go. Because regardless of what happens this series, the future for the Hawks are bright because they have assets they can move and they can shake this roster up this summer. This was an evaluation period, as I've always said this year. That's why they've ran it back to see who's going to fit, who's going to stay, and they're going to make some changes this offseason. So that's why I'm not really tripping. But if you're going to be on the court wearing that Hawks uniform where you have fans that want you to succeed, do it for them. Do it for yourselves. Do it for your teammates. Do it for the coaching staff. Or else it's going to be punching tickets to Cancun, Cabo, wherever you're going to go, chilling on a villa in Greece. I mean, that which sounds which all sounds nice. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Vacation sounds wonderful. But you know what? You guys are competitors. You guys want to win. Do whatever it takes to win tonight. That's all I got to ask. Do whatever it takes. Team rebounding, ball movement, limiting turnovers, and getting your players to at least get their averages. And if you can get one of your role players to score a little bit above their average, whether it's DeAndre Hunter, whether it's a Kevin Herter, a Gallo, the Hawks can win this game tonight. They can. 
but they're going to have to bring the same energy, the effort, that grit, that toughness, that fight that Miami's showing. You're going to have to bring it to them. Be some dogs tonight. That's 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 the show. That is the show. And if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans, maybe some Hawks players because they need to pick me up and some energy and a pregame speech. Put them on to this show because I'm telling you, I'm bringing that energy and I hope they bring it tonight when I get off work and watch this team potentially for the last time this season. I better see effort. I better see hard. I better see fight. And if you want more updates on our TV show here, Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks, follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That is at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself at Brad Jarrett67 on Twitter. That is Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-67 on Twitter. We're going to catch you guys after this next game. Like I said, I apologize for the delay. After game four, been super busy with school, but I was at least able to connect with you guys on Twitter and talk about the state of the Hawks, which is always great. Continue to reach out to me. I love that. I love just having conversations because you guys know I don't put anybody down. I just, it's healthy debate about the direction of this franchise that we care about. So continue to hit me up on Twitter. I always like interacting with you guys, you listeners, um, but it'll be fun if we can continue to interact while the Hawks are still in the playoffs. So with that, we'll catch you guys next episode. You guys have a great Tuesday. And go Hawks. Beat the Heat.